the Delta to the Falls, from the Grotto to the newly constructed Defense Ministry Building, nothing captures the rhythm of Equatorial Fredonia like Cadre cigarettes. Never a rough puff with Cadre, sponsors of the Committee Program. Live from West Berlin, it's the committee program with Aron Chaudhary, Julia Doubleday, Forrest Lovett, Fiamma Meli, Jevat Castrati, and yours truly, Jacopo Castelletti. We join the show already in progress. Hi, and welcome to the committee program. I am your host, Aron Chaudhary. Look, this is one of our famous alternate week study content episodes uh, where we watch uh, films, listen to radio programs, anything that can help illustrate some of the communications principles that we talk about practicing on the show. And while today is a very special show, um, I do apologize generally for my appearance. It is extremely hot here in Genoa. Uh, and I have not been able to get to my things and, uh, you know, live from Wis. Oh, so, oh, oh, so we already did the intro number one and number two, I don't under, I was just saying that I don't, that I'm underdressed and you've come in dressed normally and it's not, it's not about you. It's about you in relationship to me. Our relationship is a ratio of you to me. It's not, we're not two individuals. And so we have to present ourselves in a certain way that's coherent. Well, I mean, I was, it, I've always been this way. Okay, no, maybe, maybe it's too hot. I mean, we shouldn't have. It's very hot. It's very hot and they don't know that. And now they think that I'm just disrespecting them. But like, you know, but the bar and everything, I thought right. it would have been right. cool. No, it's fine. It's fine. And I, you know, and Javat, you should probably try to clip all this out if you can. And now, committee confessions. We should do one just on trailers sometime. That's actually a great idea. I love idea. trailers. I want to make trailers. And I will Somebody say, give me that job. And I will say, that's a real job. And actually, I know. I if know. You watch, if you want to have a conversation with someone who, like, there's this family of people who make it, and I know them. Uh, in LA, that's what they do. They make trailers. It's like, and Their they can't get out Their whole family? That's like a, a small family business of trailer makers? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's like LA. That's like how it works, right? It's like you have a little niche in like the entertainment industry and you defend it. Like, Oh my God. Can I, I just need to uh, piggyback off this because yesterday I was on this guy's Twitter page. He's some independent filmmaker, writer, guy. Don't remember his name. Don't know who he is, but he seems to think he's famous. And he had posted like a video about um, how to make it as an independent filmmaker. And it started out like a lot of people tell these stories. It's like my brother gave this the script so to his cousin and then it went all the way up to the top and they made it for a million dollars. And Oh, you know, blah, wait blah, a minute. Blah. You told me this story. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't because I just watched it yesterday. Oh, it's a different guy? This is not the person who turns out to have guy. made? This is a different guy. Okay. No, that that was... Because um, this oh, yeah, punchline works for that also, you know? Yeah, actually it does. Um, but he's like, that's not realistic. And I was totally on board with this whole part. He was basically being like this, like, so-called American dream of making yeah, it in yeah, Hollywood. So you know, like, this, this isn't realistic. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, what yeah. happens. Then this actor asked him, like, I feel like it's so, like, incestuous in Hollywood and nepotistic and I don't know how to break out. And he's like, well, what you really need to do, you know, produce something of your own. 
And, oh, and she had said that specifically in her question that she wanted to, like, produce stuff of her own as well. He was like, yeah, just produce something of your own. Like, get it into a film festival. And then when you're there, just go to drinks with the other people in the film festival. And don't, like, ask them for things. But just, like, you know, have a good time with them. Yeah. And have this, ha like, party with them. And then they're going to want to make stuff with you. And I'm like, that's the same motherfucking thing. That's the same thing now, you, you said doesn't happen. <laughs> have you ever heard me tell a story of people, like, when they, uh, I say, like, I left independent film to go into politics because it was less political because like yeah. actually film festival scene is the single most political thing you have ever witnessed it's the most sickening well yeah I'm sure I mean all he's describing is thing. just like and it's so and self congratulatory yeah. and the whole thing runs on like young idealistic filmmakers forking over like $75 they don't have as a processing fee for their film that gets rejected right you know right oh it's it's, it's nasty good business. shit. Wait, yeah, I'll tell the the other anecdote too. I mean, I just am assuming that I have unlimited airtime uh, to talk about bullshit I saw online. All right, so this motherfucker is doing this thread that's like, you're gonna to be a great screenwriter, what you have to do is just write a lot of crap first, and like you're gonna feel like what you're writing is crap, and then uh, eventually you're just gonna write something really great. And um, I didn't know who he was, so I was like, yeah, that's good advice. I need to start writing every day so that I can write something really, like, truly great or whatever. So I Googled to see what is this, like, truly great art that he managed to, um, you know, conjure out of, yeah. out of the universe after many years of trying see to write something. See what Shakespeare put together. Yeah, here, yeah, something amazing. Anyway, he wrote, um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So I just feel like this is why I can't make it. You know, in I any, don't know enough about Guardians field. of the Galaxy other than that it's dumb. Can you tell me just is by chance is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 widely considered to be sort of the godfather 2 of like schlocky comedy sci-fi? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a No, I mean is dumb... the sequel as good as the original because that's hard oh, to do. Oh, uh That's that's hard. That's hard. That's incredible. I can't hard. remember which should tell you all you need to know about these movies. Like I've seen there them we are. multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking Asked know. An answer. They all Asked are written by an algorithm is what it seems like. And yeah. so the fact that this man, who clearly has been given every every uh, fucking advantage to end up in this position writing this schlock, um, is like, I am a genius. This is why people who have any sort of actual self-doubt cannot succeed in artistic fields. <laughs> because if I could sit down and write Guardians of the Galaxy and be like, this is good, and not just immediately throw it out because it's trash, then, you know, we'd all be millionaires. Except it, I'd have to know my cousin who works at the Warner Brothers mailroom. That's we all know. That's the only way to get it. Oh dear lord. Anyway, that's all my hate for today on Marvel. I'm I don't want to get the fucking crazy Marvel people after me. They're like a worse like K Hive or Musk people or oh I'm just gonna get them all after me, aren't I? I'll stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> We're trying to run a show here. <laughs> Comité. Comitato. Estos son algunos de los miles de ganadores del fantástico mundo del deporte de Bills y Pups. Ellos destaparon y ganaron bicicletas de carrera, mochilas, pelota, multijuego y miles de aerodiscos. Quedan más de 50.000 premios. Apúrate y sigue destapando y ganando en el fantástico mundo del deporte de Bill y Pop. Estamos presentando 
Super Premier Universal. Estamos presentando Super Premier Universal. Atención. Esta es la hora, Tricot. Y la hora del descuento es solo entre 10 y 13 horas todos los días en Tricot. Movie for a Committee Afternoon. Hi, and welcome to Movie for a Committee Afternoon. I'm your host, Ron Chadri. With us is co-host and announcer, Jacopo Castelletti, and we are here live in Genova, Liguria, Italy. But we are not going to be talking about Genova, Liguria, or Italy. The things, both the films we're going to watch are from a much different place, from Canada. Yeah. Yeah, 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 from Canada. And what's interesting about Canada, it is one of the places where a film program was set up extremely deliberately, extremely deliberately with an extremely good reason. I would actually compare it to kind of uh, early Soviet uh, filmmaking in which they had a big mm -hmm. empty country that they were trying to unify, 13 time zones in which they were trying to use films to kind of unify it together. Veritov famously has yeah, a film called One-Fifth of the World. The Canadian uh, Film Board in the same way, set up by Grierson and a lot of folks from the UK, um, was set up to form a national identity for Canada, a See. country that did not have one, and has been, I think, very successful. There are um, some films we watched last season, Paul Tomkowitz was one, a portrait of a Polish uh, refugee living in Canada. But today we're going to watch two different ones, two different ones that I think show very different sides of Canadian identity as being put forth in this project, the Canadian Film Board. Uh, and the first is 1969's uh, You're on Indian Land, which uh, is directed by uh, Mike Mitchell and is about the Akwesani people, about a border dispute between uh, Canada and that nation. And I will say, oftentimes, just before we watch this, oftentimes we think of Canada as being this kind of cute, cuddly version of America. But let me tell you, it is just socialized medicine attached to an oil company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually all Canada is, uh, and their treatment of many first Canadians has been mm -hmm. less than stellar, and in fact, quite reprehensible. Uh, so, I'll be interested to see what you think. Oh, I think it was, uh, it's a great movie, I especially... You've seen it before? Yes, of course, I really like, you know, the, the lights and the, 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 the I haven't seen the movie. No, 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 watch the film, watch the film, let's not pretend. There's been many wrongs done in the past, and today we don't even trust the white man coming under this reservation. You cannot blame us for that. We don't want to be a Canadian citizen. We don't want to be American citizens. They told us a long time ago that we were North American Indians. And today we feel this way too. We have feel this way because we think that this reservation is ours. And it does not belong to the white man. It's the only part we still have left. The people of Akwesasne, which the white man calls the St. Regis Reservation, have lived on this land long before the two countries decided to draw a line between themselves. That line was not meant for Indians, and our right to cross it with our belongings, paying no duty, was confirmed in the Jay Treaty of 1794. The Canadian government never got around to making this treaty into law, and now they say we must pay duty on our groceries as we carry them to our houses, if we happen to cross their line. Many of us have to pay a dollar to cross the bridge they built on our land. 
And they even built a custom house there, too, without our consent. We went to Ottawa and talked with officials and got no answer. So we took action ourselves. Notice, this is an Indian reserve. Any person who trespasses on Indian reserve is guilty of an offense and is liable on a summary conviction to a fine not exceeding $50 or to an imprisonment for a term not exceeding one month or to both fine and imprisonment. That's what it says, and that's what we're going to use. Their own medicine. On December 18, 1968, the usual heavy traffic between the two countries ground to a stop. We decided to block the bridge. Oh, this is international, uh, put it on all the cars. Uh, Give it to some of the other kids, pass it around. Yeah. Well, put it on each side. It was eight above with a cold wind. Mike Mitchell had forgotten his gloves, and no one had thought about bringing scotch tape. We only have some scotch tape. I don't need a lot of them. All right, here's the first roadblock. Police arrived. To be part of the St. Regis Indian Reserve. And therefore, and therefore the people who are coming over here who will are be trespassers. Well, I we can't allow the road to be uh, blocked, understand? This is contrary to your, our laws. Well, you understand yeah, also yeah. that this is part of the reserve. No, right? I understand. And also, under the Indian Act, and also there is that's a trespass. Mm. Right. These are our lands. We're just standing mm -hmm. on it. Uh, we're having a meeting now, and uh, we are Indians on our own land, and if anybody comes on and causes trouble, we <clears throat> charge them with trespass. Well, that's all right, but now I'm asking you fellas to get off the roadway. You're blocking the road between two countries, and this we can't allow. And you won't listen to our reason, yeah? Well, I listen to your reason, if but what can I do? This is the law. You That's can't block the road. The law states U.S. peace officers have to enforce this. Now, you're on Indian land, under the Section 31 of the Indian Act, specifically to a peace officer. What about Any the code of blocking the road? 
This is part of the reserve. No, no, no. Then there was... Uh, well, I don't understand. Until, until, okay, until they can prove it different. Tell us we're not on Indian land. Then you can come in and arrest who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, well uh, now anybody not... interfering with us will have to arrest us. This is... Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have a lot of people to arrest. <laughs> I suppose. No. No. Just keep putting them here. We've got to stand here. We're going to stand here ourselves. Let them take us. Because there's going to be more. Bring the... Get everybody to bring their cars over here. Give me lunch. Actually, you're going to want to go to the restaurant. I'll go home. They're right in here. They're not so trucking. They're not so trucking. They're not so trucking. They're not so trucking. John Boots remarked to Mike that the police weren't wearing their badges. What, my number? Yeah, number 40. Number 40. Write that down. You brought it down. That's the uh, city police, eh? That's right. Look up here, this is the house. I have no number. My name is Deputy Chief Poirier. Chief Poirier. Oh, is it Deputy? <laughs> Sergeant Snyder. Sergeant Snyder. Coronel Police? Sergeant Snyder. All right. You fellas also realize you're on Indian territory? When people asked Ernie Benedict who sent the police, he told them the government sent them, I suppose. But they came from the city of Cornwall. Cornwall claims to have annexed our island, though according to the law, only the federal government has authority over the little land that we have left. We're going to have to arrest you for obstructing justice. What's the time, Mike? 9.20, or 9.35. Who is she? Sarah Sherrill. I know it. We're not going to have no police brutality or anything. Well, there won't be any. You don't have to worry about Well, if there is, it'll go all over the country. It has been said that a number of white people from Cornwall turned out to join us. But the only white people we saw except for policemen were reporters and photographers. People shouted in Mohawk, don't get mad, don't fight back. Come on. Mike, but I got you know, this is going all over the world. That's fine. A brutality. Okay. They tell us 20,000, and that's how we're just going to be here. Okay, I got to see you. Come on. 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 Come on.
Roy went up. It's your own. It's an alcohol now. Come on. <laughs> Let him run over. Let him run over. Let him run over. two things that were to be decided here that we own this land on which we stand the other the uh, customs officers have been uh, enforcing laws which are in violation of an international treaty these are the two issues the country of Canada has uh, the responsibility of keeping its good name among other nations, and not only with just Indians. 
So, we are faced with a demonstration here in which we have shown that we can act peaceably. The officers have asked us now to call off the demonstration. We want to leave it to you uh, to decide. Now, each of us is very excited. And even though we have not used any force that I could see against the police, uh, still there may be some anger in our, in our minds. Now, how do you feel about this? Shall this continue longer? Yes. Yeah, it, yes. Has, it has to. They took our people to jail already. What's the matter? Wait, no, the, really no. the point is, the point is, you cannot make a bargain. You cannot make a bargain with the with the police. You cannot make a bargain with the with the with the government. You can't make a bargain at all with them. We know we we we're doing the right thing because this is Indian land. And these people here are trespassers. We know that, they know that, and they, they have no right to come here and to throw the Indians off their own land. We have to stay here. We cannot leave. We've got to stay here till they take the last Indian, until there's not one other Indian left. We're going to scare us, but we don't scare easily. Canada is now trying to break laws. They are not following the laws. They are lawless. And you know that anybody who doesn't follow the laws is going to die by lawlessness. There's going to be bloodshed in this country because they don't follow the laws. Remember, it isn't us that's breaking the law. They're saying we're breaking the law. We are not breaking the law. We are not breaking the law. We are doing what is right. And the world is looking at us. The whole world is looking at us right here and now. Are we going to give up? No. 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 Or are we going to fight until there's not one Indian left here? Yes. 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 Are we going to call? Are we going to send out a call to our brothers and sisters all over North America to come and help us? We're asking you to move. Uh, You've had your your meeting and you've made your point. Please move. We're not moving. Okay then. Come on, I cannot order anyone. I can speak for them. But I have not been delegated any authority over them. Is there anybody here with authority? I, I don't know. The, uh, <clears throat> uh, the, as far as as far as I can see among these people, they are all uh, free people, and uh, they each have uh, their own uh, conscience to deal with. They must act according to to their own uh, uh, initiative. Their own. Uh, they must uh, judge for themselves what they will do. Now, this is my own uh, personal opinion. I have no authority over anyone. I cannot order anyone to do anything. Well, uh, as far as I can see now, the uh, Indians have made their point. I see no uh, reason why you should 
block this road any longer. Now, I'm going to ask you once more to move these cars out of here. These people who own these cars better remove them. Otherwise, we're going to have to uh, use force to do so. Are you uh, working for... Well, they're... Uh, <laughs> no, I they, have no, I'm not with the federal police. Well, will the officer uh, tell, tell us uh, just to what extent we have made our point so far? Uh, the, uh, it's going to be in all that, the news medias. You've got recognition. We want more than that. Don't you think Mr. Benedict, the point has been well made there now, and uh, can't, uh, you're not going to gain I, anything further here? I have told them that, uh, that they have made their point. Uh, I think what you should do now is go back to the negotiating table with the, with the authorities and uh, discuss the matter with them and not... Uh, whether there will be a negotiating table immediately. Well, I haven't heard nothing. I don't know what uh, your uh, superintendent has heard. I haven't heard a thing. I was talking to Mr. Whitebeam this morning, but uh, he wasn't uh, too clear as to what was taking place. The band council chief didn't know what was going on either. If they made their point, why don't have to, to clear the road up? I want to get home. I'm a sick man, that's all. I just come out of the hospital. I want to get through and I want to get back in bed. They won't listen to you? They might jump on him. Oh, he, he's our chief. They won't, they won't jump on him. Hey, uh, I'll go there. Who, who is the chief of police? Mr. Clark's there. Is he here? He's here. I want him to give me a permit to handle uh, a sidearm, and then I'll get off. Oh, you won't need them. If you want to come, we'll guarantee your safety. Give me a permit, I'll get off, I'll go over there. Will you talk to them? Yes. Well, you come with me then. You give me a you, you give me a permit to carry my arm? No, no, I can't give you a permit to carry arms, but if you want to come over and talk to them, I'll take you over. Get this damn thing out of here. Okay. I'll get my damn uh, jack uh, jack crank and I'll smash that thing on your face. Okay, boy. Come on. Okay. In Ottawa, they say the band council chief is a nice old guy that doesn't make trouble. They consider him our representative. Many of us do not, as most of us do not vote in elections for the band council. It is our way of protesting against an elective system imposed on us by the Canadian government. What is the police department doing over here? Take this clear the road off. Okay, come on. We had fine men on the band council who resigned because they felt it does not carry our wishes to Ottawa, but brings Ottawa's wishes to us. The chiefs in St. Regis are like puppets. Whatever Ottawa says, pulls the strings and they do it. And now Ottawa listen. So we had our grievances to the uh, chiefs in St. Regis by the Indian Act. We put a petition and they don't listen to us. They just toss it aside. So we go to Ottawa. 
sent some delegations to Ottawa. Well, they said, we have nothing to do. You have to go back to the chiefs and sandwiches. So we're pushed around. So now, that, that has come to this. And unless Ottawa agrees and helps us, all determination is, we'll have to go on and keep blocking this road until Ottawa agrees. That's the will of the people. That's what they want. They don't want to be hushed up anymore. They want to talk. They want to have their own ways, their own laws in which to get by. They don't want to be hushed up by the chiefs or by Ottawa. They have to make an expression. We, we contacted the Prime Minister of Canada. We told him that we want an audience with him. We were a delegation from the people of St. Regis. We wanted an audience to discuss uh, the problems of excise tax on Carnival Island. He refused to see us. So our argument is with the Prime Minister. He refuses to recognize us. You wouldn't expect to go right up there and, and see him without... Why not? Well, unless... Why not? unless He's a busy man. So, so are we. Busy too. Oh, I so realize that, but you wouldn't expect... He's have working, a he's working, working for the people. <laughs> Why so not? We have waited all these years. 101 years. You've made your 101 years Why of injustice, and he hasn't and, got and two minutes to, to spare for the Indians, eh? Talk to the people. Yeah. Ask the people Why don't what they want. do this? Yeah. You've made your point. You got nothing further to gain here today by leaving your cars where they are. Move them. Open up the bridge. Oh yes, we are making our point in Ottawa this way. That's what you've we're gaining. You've, you've made it. You've made it. That's what we're gaining. We want it strong. We want to make it strong. Well, you've made it strong. I can't see what's going on. going to make it. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to remain stronger because the residents of Cornwall and the residents of Messina are going to be getting out of work soon and they're going to want to get home. No. Well, we can't do yes. that. We're not going to keep the bridge closed much longer. Well, well we yes, told we you. Are. We, told you. we are. told you. We told you. We told you. We more of us. We want. Yes, we are. If you want to arrest us, if you want to arrest me, say so. We'll go with the reason. We'll go with you peacefully to your jail. No, no. It's well, warm there. You have to it's warm there. We don't have to stay out in the call. Then you can't stay out in the Esther Thompson was the only member of the band council who was with us that day. Others later said they were behind us. We asked, what are you doing behind us? You should have been out there with us. Underage, too. Yeah, underage. Goody. Hey, I'll need that sign you put in there. 
As soon as a car had been towed away, it was pushed back into the blockade again. Ona 
jatka hadi jele, onakin on näji, on hun saloohaste. Negadi, jatadi jota hun johon. Negadi nii, jini jötsi tegiatole. Jatadi jota hun johon, jatodei jötsi niinkaan. Tiongwari huison. Ne toni ole njaue. Negane, vaga, ahun teli jo haaton, tana tahun tatkale vahtani. Onakiko, jini ole nikion kueno. Vahiko ji, jo jatah niilo. Ona vai tinaton hase, jine nakon kiokkoa. Toni hotili hoota. Tano jahuni tuohon tahati tsaanis. Nene, ah, jatahan tiileke. Nene kalittu. Mua juo tahsa on. Toka onka mua jää nah. Okei, lok toa mua kare jo vahte. Asako ono kohikaji ratikselo. I am very much worried that there may be mistakes made. And that afterwards, the, the things that we are arguing about, that we have grievances about, will not be the ones to be uh, judged. I am worried that uh, as tempers become short, there may be uh, bodily harm to somebody. Somebody may get hurt. And uh, I do not want any of my people to be hurt. So. I am asking that this group will meet together at the uh, recreation hall, the community hall on Cornwall Island, to decide what more should be done. Uh, legal advice needs to be gotten, and uh, we need to think about the ones who have been taken away, and that the trial of the grievances in which we have a, uh, uh, an interest will be fair and will be heard. I think that it is enough. Now, those who are of that opinion will come down to the community hall. We were acquitted when we were finally called to court. We were encouraged by the support we received from across the continent and from far away as Peru and Europe. But our questions remain unanswered. We were to have many meetings with representatives of the five federal, state and provincial governments which claim jurisdiction in Akwazasna. We want to make it very clear that our feelings is very strong. Even Mr. Krejci said, I understand how you feel. He says, the Indian Act is there for you because you're a minority. He says, you feel really bad about it. He says, I'm a minority group. I belong to the minority group myself. He says, I understand how you feel. And why doesn't he have a French Act if he's a minority? We have an Indian Act. We're a minority. That was a wrong thing for him to say. But if it's going to have to be that way, I think you should have an Indian for a minister for French affairs. <laughs> In a system which you got now on this reservation, one half of this reservation legislates laws. 
And on this side, the other. Even though we are cousins, we are brothers and sisters. We have to live like this. We don't like it. We don't want to live by it anymore. An Indian man here will marry an Indian woman from across the river, or vice versa. She has to sign off this reservation, and she has to sign a paper that says that she married a non-Indian. She gets a little check, and she, she sells her Indian. She's not an Indian anymore. But she married another Indian. Now, what kind of a system is that? I think that's white man's system. Mr. McGill? Would you, going back to Ottawa, or to Toronto, would you do anything personally to uh, study the question of the border separating a nation or dividing a nation into two parts? The chairman, I would report the kind of comments and questions and the, the feelings that have come out here. That's all I would do. We don't get any direct answers from the authorities. Why was the bridge built according to a deal made between the St. Lawrence Seaway and the Indian Affairs before consulting with us? Why was more land expropriated than was needed? Why have we not yet been paid for damage to our farmlands and beaches? The agreement with the Seaway specified that the Customs House should not be built on our land. Yet there it now stands, along with an office building, garage, gas lines, custom shed and a toll station. Other Indian nations across the continent share the same problems. Our neighbors pollute our land. The little that we have left is nibbled away by lease appropriation, annexation. Our treaty rights are forgotten. Other people's borders divide us. Our councils are still supervised by white civil servants whose duty it is to guide us to civilization. I think we were a, lot, a lot of times we were more civilized than the white man at point of history. We didn't trick anybody. We never broke a treaty. But that Jay Treaty, that Treaty of Ken which reaffirmed it, stated in there that the Indians were obliged to cease making wars on the white man. You see, Mr. McGillop, when that treaty was broken, that meant that we must again have been at war with the white man. Because when you break a treaty, this is what it signifies. That just goes to show you we are still at peace. We didn't break our side. We didn't go to war yet. So, so that was cool, right? See, si, see. Si, yeah. So, so next we have something that is much different. It is not in the documentary style, which this one is. Very, this last one was very much tradition of Grierson. This is an experimental film uh, from the Quebecois Marxist school. 
They made lots of interesting films in the late 60s and early 70s. This one is called uh, Day After Day. That's an English translation. And you'll see, it won a lot of awards for experimental sound technique, but the idea is to show the drudgery of working at this paper mill in Quebec to show that alongside things that we may not consider to be drudgery in our lives, mm -hmm. but in fact are maybe intellectual, uh, maybe spiritual drudgery. You know, we get quotes from the Bible, we get quotes from, uh, you know, instruction manuals, we get, you know, lists, just endless lists, endless lists. The idea that that is capitalist life, that your, that your time, your work, your intellectual life, and your pleasure are categorized by time and in fact, tyrannized by time. Huh. <laughs> Let's take a look. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. certain receptacle is filled in 24 hours by a faucet running at a constant speed, of what dimension will be the receptacle filled by the same faucet running for 40 years? I seem to remember her saying, Pierre, Pierre, but she never thought a thing. One ministry. 
thin sheets made of wood, rags, and vegetable substances with which to write, to pay, and to communicate, if possible. lumbermen, 10,000 lonely women, two unions, 40 villages, one ministry. Three dozen eggs, one sliced loaf, a bunch of carrots, ten pounds of potatoes, one cabbage, two pounds of butter, one tin of tomatoes, twelve ladyfingers,
Schaefer Valley and Edmonton. Rain stopping. Finally. Grand Prairie, minimum 30, maximum 45. Moose Jaw, Winnipeg, clear tonight. Happy dreams. Pontiac, Témiscamingue, Abitibi, sunny this morning. Good day. Montreal, Eastern Townships and Quebec City, minimum 40, maximum 50. 38 and 43, 40 and 60. Minimum, 18 years old. Maximum, 60. Minimum, 65 cents. Maximum, 225 per hour. Minimum, 35. Maximum, 48 hours per week. So they make paper from 2 by 4 to 5 by 8, from 30 by 40 to 80 by 90, from Monday to Saturday, from 8 to 12, from 12 to 4, from 4 to midnight, from father to daughter. Christmases, Saturdays, Labor Days, Holidays. Dresses that we dress in. Dresses we dress up in. Hurry, Isabelle. Midnight approaches.
And on the seventh day, God rested. 
Passengers departing for Acapulco should report to gate number seven. At six bells, we will cross the equator. We'll be landing in half an hour. Passengers are requested to prepare their baggage for customs inspection and to complete their declaration forms. Fasten your seat belts and please refrain from crying until we are airborne over Montevideo. For permission to speak to the Queen, is it necessary to tip the Buckingham Palace Guard? I wonder. If I can get a ticket for the first interplanetary trip. There is in one berth left on the Istanbul Express. The departure is postponed indefinitely.
thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, thou shalt not bear false witness, but you shall pay the union due and income tax to Canada too. So that was our double feature. Yakupo. Yeah, huh? yeah. Really cool. Yeah, I mean, look, what, generally, what has your impression of Canadians changed? Not just a bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're, they're cool, but yeah, that was, that was definitely something. Um, what you just did there is, I think, the universal reaction. Yeah, they're cool, they're and cool. you tilt your head, yeah, and you're not, but you're not totally sure, right? Yeah. Look, I think that that is, shows Learned. the promise and the peril of the Canadian Film Board project. Can we make a, a, a culture that unifies ourselves? And then can we project that to the world? I think they've succeeded in A. I think they're still trying at B. Are there any Canadians in the room? No? Yeah. Canadians, uh, Canadians, please reach out to us. Come on in. We'd like to make fun of uh, Justin Trudeau some more. We did that on the show for a while. Uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And look, thanks for joining us this week, right? 
We didn't want to. We didn't want to spend our weekend in Genoa without giving you something, and we decided to give you two somethings, a double feature. Merci beaucoup. La imagen por la cual vale la pena arriesgar la vida, sacrificarse hasta la muerte. Thanks so much for tuning into the committee program. We know you have many options when it comes to content consumption, and we appreciate your attention to this new season with new episodes on Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at 10 p.m. Central European Time. You can support the show by becoming a member on patreon.com slash the committee program. You can follow committee on Twitter, uh, backslash committee pro, on YouTube, the committee program, on Instagram, the committee program, on Facebook, the committee program, and you can visit the committee program company store at tpublic.com, the committee program shop. Special thanks, as always, to our team, Javad Castrati, Fiamma Melli, Jacopo Castelletti, Forrest Levette, and committee's deputy director, Julia Doubleday. Look alive out there. It's later than you think. It's the end of our broadcast day. Thanks for listening. program in our second series. For more global infotainment from the committee program, click on the video screen right or screen left. Please like and subscribe to the committee program on Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. Central European time.